Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 282, the box office report for the week ending May 21st, 2017. The gang's all back together. We are. Yeah. We're getting the band back together. It's a one-time thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dan will go on some... Four months some vacation, ex- some exotic vacation. <laughs> well, aside from none of us being dead, we are kind of like the monkeys. <laughs> you know what? What? Well, I mean, you know, when it was like I'd I'd be the mic. <laughs> How come you get to be Mike? <laughs> well, because you know you're here way more. <laughs> you're. I mean, I'm going based on. I'm not going based on their personalities. I'm oh, going okay. based on attendance. <laughs> <laughs> I would be the mic. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> what does that make me? Um, well, I mean, you'd be the. I don't want to say you're the Davy, but I feel like you no, have Blake's to be the Davy based yeah, on Blake, height. Yeah, Blake. Well, I was going based on no, no, no. Well, well now, yeah. but but like, like, who would you say like was the Mickey? You'd be okay. Mickey. Yeah, I was saying Mickey's okay, the one that's Mickey. been there the entire time, right? Yeah. Um, no, they've all left at various points. Oh, right, they've right. That's what that's what I'm thinking about. Like trying to think of like who has always always been there. It seems like Mickey's, but Mickey's the probably the closest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the guy I would think honestly, of we've talked about this. That's that's fine because he's really the voice. He's really the voice <laughs> of the monkeys. Let's and not kid ourselves. You're Bob Rafelson. You're you're Peter Tork. <laughs> that's a nice. That's a deep cut, though. You looked yeah. that up, did you? Yeah, it was. Is it over there on the screen? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that leaves me. Yeah. yeah. What's that make him? I, I lost know. track. He's Davy Jones, but what he was alive. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> At least he let you be the living Davy Jones. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you get Marsha Brady. It's true, yeah. Ooh, that that's a good makes point. you the dreamy one. That, I like being the dreamy one. <laughs> Who was Marsha Brady in the movie? Was that Christine? Ben Stiller's ben wife. Ben Stiller's yeah. wife. And the new one, yeah. 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 Man, she was good. Yeah. Looking. Yeah, she's doing okay for herself. She's doing all right. Yeah. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller's whatever. doing good for himself. So let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Dan. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh, just some, some uh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Joe, you've been gone for, for an Two episode. Weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. So uh, I'm going to say... So I haven't cheated. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that we do. We do. Yeah. So this comes from uh, 
1928. I don't know who that could be. <laughs> uh, gee, I wonder. I'm trying to think of who that <laughs> could be. In all fairness, it took her this long? Well, you know, her headline is, I can't believe I haven't left a review yet. <laughs> and then gave us two stars. No, no I was like, wait a minute. I think Kick she was just like, waiting until Tom really nailed the name. Yeah, yeah. right, right. So, uh, <laughs> so Linnea1928... Whomever that could be, could be anybody. So Is, she, was she born in nineteen twenty? She's either she's either much older than she looks, or uh, she's a big fan of Mickey Mouse. It's also possible. Yeah. What year was it? Nineteen twenty-eight. That's okay. I'm assuming. I mean, yeah, okay. 19, I was like thirty-eight. The, thirty-eight was Superman, but yeah, yeah, yeah right. twenty-eight. That's the most important thing that happened in nineteen twenty-eight <laughs> is the creation of Mickey There's Mouse. Nothing else that happened. Nothing else happened that year. So that's got to be what she's referencing. So did you see the Disneyland map that just went up for auction? Mm-mm. So Walt had a hand-drawn map of Disneyland, yeah. wow. and it's up for auction. I think it's valued at like $500,000. That's it? Wow. So some guy some guy that used to work for Disney, and this was, I guess, years after Walt passed, he found, Raid, raided Walt's he, office. He found this map in Walt's office. I mean, so the story goes. Well, if he yeah, found it in right. Walt's office, doesn't that make it theft? Bingo. I, yeah. he, but, but no, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know. That's how the story went, but he, he asked his boss if he could have this map of disneyland and he said yes so that's how, his side of the story uh but now it's this hey joe schuster can i have your original pages for action <laughs> yeah. comics number one this, this whole story these right this whole story sounds suspect it's weird. Was his boss at a coma <laughs> because so, you're okay with that right i would think not just, no so his boss was walt I mean, after he died well, disney <laughs> has, hey boss, i can have this right i mean disney keeps everything i mean they're uh, yes. they I mean, they have their own historian and have for decades. I, I believe. Mean, I believe that something could get lost in the in the shuffle somewhere. Don't make like it yours. That. That's true. Yeah, I get it, and I totally get the story suspect. That's what the article said that he asked <laughs> he, in the interview with him. He said, "I asked, you know, I took this and I asked my boss if I could have it, and he said yes." But it is now like one of the most historical, valuable pieces of Disneyland memorabilia. It's a hand-drawn map of the lands, and there's lands that never came to fruition. Sure. There's, But it's his, it's huge map yeah, of yeah. Disneyland, hand-drawn by Walt. That's so. what he, like, the, you know, the, the main feature was the train. Yeah. Because, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, his initial vision was bigger than, like, a, a, a carnival, but not the scope of what it is now. Yeah, and, and the train was the like it was all. I mean, if you saw that Disney documentary on PBS, oh, it's like, so yeah, amazing. That's a good one. They, I, I mean, they talk about that the whole like you know it was his passion for a train, yeah. and train building. I mean, know, he had a larger. train that ran through his backyard. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah right. Like Silver Spoon. That's, uh, that's where it happened. Yeah, he used to that used to be one of his hobbies was mm-hmm. trains, and that's what yeah. I found out from that PBS. Which if you have not seen that PBS Master Series they did, they did two a, part on Walt, it's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. And yeah, he he used to ride around his backyard and like. A miniature train. When I say miniature, it's you not know. like it's not like what goes on the ceiling. Yeah. Miniatures and a person can ride it, but it looks like mini bike, dirt bikes that people ride. Yeah. Like it's yeah. that scale. You know, and he does that in 2017. It's not as cool. Like it's that's like one riding of those, your miniature. Yeah, train. like that's one of those things where just like <laughs> I think you might need to be taken off and, the board of directors and, and, bl- <laughs> and black and white. Right when you're walking. Oh yeah, totally. You know, right? yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's yeah. like it's very. Um, what's the word? It's very endearing when you yeah. see yeah. you know grown man Walt Disney in black and white with his conductor hat. Right Michael around Jackson his back does it. And, you know, <laughs> Donald Trump <laughs> does it in, the, right. in a dun- in a truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> toot toot. So sorry, it's just interesting. That's just, up for sale. So go look at the picture. Yeah. There's a guy standing next to. I feel to like five hundred grand is cheap. 
Well, maybe it started at five hundred grand. Oh. It was up for auction. I mean, this is an amazing yeah. piece of but history. You, you also you get an annual pass with it. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> to the old park, not to <laughs> right. the new one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we never uh, got around oh, to actually yes. reading Linnea's review. So I'm she says, back and tangents are on." <laughs> she says, "Great weekly podcast discussion. Uh, discussions cover new movies, old movies, and movies you either love to hate or hate to love. The conversations often wander, so it seems fitting that we wandered yeah, within right, her own yeah, thing. Right. You're welcome." Uh, uh, to their benefit, I, I love spoilers, so I don't mind listening whether I've seen the movie yet or not. But remember, you've been warned. So thank you for finally getting around to that, Linnea. Whoever you are. Whoever yeah. you may or may not be. <laughs> it could be Linnea's grand, grandmother, maybe. She could be like Linnea Thunsel Jr. or Linnea Thunsel Third. They do that for women. <laughs> that, they do now. Esquire. Yeah, they, why do you think? I don't think they, do they do that. I don't know why. Don't why so. do you hate feminism? I didn't say why that. Why can't women do that? I just said wow. that when you're named well, after they, they're they. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, those people, Joe. Uh, yeah, the, what do you mean? What do you mean? Thanks for people? reinforcing the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Those <laughs> and there people. goes that review. Yeah. <laughs> hey Dan, delete them. Before Joe can say anything else, can you sing the thank you for finally reviewing us song? <laughs> thank you, Linnea twenty eight. 19 plus 19 before the 28 <laughs> okay. 19, that's the remix that's the remix yeah he's saving also don't forget we're on facebook facebook.com slash real spoilers you can go there you can like our page you can join our league of show sharers group and you can actually become a member of the league of show sharers by sharing said show a virtual card carrying member yes that's true yeah so people that were kind enough to share the show this week include jason herndon tom comiskey dustin at nerds at night gaming tammy sherman powers jason michael brent smith griffin fox smith chris sanders the aforementioned perhaps linnea possibly uh julian jordan librarian cynthia zach bach Travis Tewitt and Nick Scott. So uh, thanks, everyone, for sharing the show. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, I guess with all that behind us, we will now turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin? I do, Tom. And since we're getting into the big blockbuster season, we're finally getting these movies that uh, people open. care about. Yeah. <laughs> people are actually going to see uh, and they're number one at the box office their first weekend. So following in the trend that Guardian started a couple weeks ago, Alien Covenant finally uh, is out and it did make enough money to bump Guardians from that number one spot. It made $40 million uh, its on first a, week. On a what? Uh, the the budget is $97 million, so a lot lower than you'd think. Yeah. Well, because they used aliens. Duh. Yeah, they work cheaper. <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, that's not. Is that Morocco? <laughs> I told you I was gonna make you use it. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, uh, forty million domestically on a ninety-seven million dollar budget. It's already made almost fifty million overseas, though. So, almost ninety million on a ninety-seven million dollar budget first weekend. So, a lot of people didn't know if it would beat Guardians even in its third week. Sure, and it did. So, uh, coming out strong. So we'll see what it does in the following weeks. And we'll talk about it next episode. <laughs> yes, we will. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, $35 million in week three, only a 46% drop from some very impressive box offices here. $301 million domestic and another 383 right now. Man, uh, I, I don't even think that's fully updated. It's probably close to 400 by now. So we're talking about almost $700 million worldwide on a $200 million budget. That's a win. That's yeah, three a big old win. Three weeks domestically, four weeks worldwide, but $700 million. I so, added to those numbers this week. Did you? Yeah, I finally took the kids. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's and great. I did too. I went and saw it a second well, you time. You took my kids to see <laughs> yeah. the Galaxy? Yeah. Well, well, first off, that's weird. Second, why didn't you tell me then I wouldn't have had to? <laughs> you wasted the money. 
Uh, Sorry. So given the recent news that Tom Hardy is going to be Venom, does that tie into... I was trying to figure... I've, does it, that has nothing to do with the Marvel stuff, right? No, I think the, no. Venom, I think the Venom Sinister is Six separate, is a stuff separate was thing. all off to the side. I think, I think all they acquired was, was just Peter Parker. Yeah. But, yeah, I think there's probably some, maybe some aspects of whatever the Sinister Six is left. Well, that's the Drew Goddard one, right? Drew Goddard was going to direct Well, like, even, like, whatever plot lines oh. And but he wasn't part of the Sinister Six. No, no, no. But I think I think there there's aspects of like I think they probably had some you know when they're like crafting all the oh different I see offshoots. what you're saying I see I, I think see. they probably had some ideas that might work and then they're like hey you know what we have a Spider-Man movie that might be pretty good we should do something <laughs> because you know Sony doesn't want to they still want that independence they don't want to be so did I misunderstand that Sony was trying to sell off their movie stuff like they're trying to get rid of their movie division who is Sony. Is I, that not a thing? I I have not heard that, but I'm not not saying that you're wrong. I, well, I just remember like because they, they announced a Silver Sable movie, which I feel like that's a weird one. That's a like that's a weird char- Spider-Man character <laughs> trying to, to a, grasp onto any superhero yeah. property they can. Well, they had Silver Sable, and I think there was a Black Cat as well, and then Venom, and then a Sinister Six. So they're just mining whatever yeah, Spider-Man yeah, stuff they've be, got. That'd be very weird to bring out a Black Cat movie without her appearing in a Spider-Man. Yeah, she's movie. a that, she's a pretty big character. Like at least she's not as much anymore. But she was like I mean, well, she sure. was Peter Parker's girlfriend. It's oh, like wow. doing a Rogues Gallery movie before yeah. half of the heroes have yeah. been introduced. Weird, right? You know, like, who, like you we know, saw how like well that, that, you know even like Rogues like I don't know one of those boomerangs. Well, I does feel it. like that's <laughs> that's committing suicide, Dan. It is. Yeah, it's like yeah. a squad of of suicide. <laughs> But yeah, I, think, I like the I, if they ever get him. It's like win, it, Sony's officially becoming the quarter bin. Yeah, of, right, right. <laughs> oh, what's <laughs> a superhero movie? Oh, a silver. The whole series right here. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I just think I like the idea. We talked, you know, uh, Topher Grace probably wasn't the greatest of choices. I liked Zeddy Brock. The Venom was a little wonky. But if when you put Tom Hardy next to Tom Holland, it just physically doesn't make sense. No, but oh, I like wait. him as an actor. You mean Topher Grace, of course. Topher yeah, Grace. Okay. of course. It, it, it make he's. I mean, Topher Grace is a fine actor. It's just as Eddie Brock, who always in the comics has been a huge weightlifter. I, yeah. Is it Topher Grace, a little skinny kid? Yeah, he's a mook. I mean, they they had Topher Grace a, played a, wait, a time smarmy. Let's, let's back that up a second. What word did you use? A mook. What is that? That's like a you know a jamoke. Oh, okay. Yeah, that this makes is, sense. This All is right. old it's, timey it, terminology. It's, uh, it's old timey for bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, because when I complain about away. all the books, it's like, yeah, hey, you guys go to your your separate room with the, <laughs> where you could grunt. Is that <laughs> is that uh, GTL? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I like the idea. Actually, I just, I just watched uh, <laughs> Take Me Home tonight, which is this. It's this little eighties. Well, set in the eighties, Topher Grace. It's the movie that uh, Chris Pratt and Anna Faris met on. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. wasn't bad mm. for what it was. Just a, a you know little B B comedy. But I like the, the the size differential between Tom Holland and oh yeah Tom Hardy. <laughs> I mean Tom Hardy could be played, awesome. Like, Tom Hardy played Bane. We get it. Yeah. Like he's I don't a think big, he's tall though. He's not. Is he? No, no. no but I mean he. But just he, he could beef up. He was. Yeah. Oh, I think he is beefed up. Yeah, I mean when you saw him playing Bane and you saw him in the the, the Revenant. Oh yeah. Look like, at him in the Fighter. No, Warrior. Warrior. Good lord. But but, but you know it's like oh, Tom Hardy has. has he has that size, and uh, Tom Holland is great. He's an actual high school aged, you know, the skinnier I kid. I think he's twenty. 
Well, he's but he's he, really he, close. To he that looks, age. he's yeah. really he doesn't, in that. he doesn't look like Andrew Garfield or Topher Grace. He might be twenty right. now, but like when he was cast, he was yeah. like eighteen. I yeah, think, I think you know. Right. Uh, so it's like that. You know, that a kind of a svelte high schooler type kid next to Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. That is the Peter Parker versus yeah. Venom. That could be cool. Size differential that yeah. we should see. I'm sure, so. Marvel's like, look, just give me that one too. All right. <laughs> it, as long as they they have caught on that, like, just keep your damn masks on. All right. I don't mind like ve- the Venom mask can be different. I I know, but do you remember how stupid? Like I do. every time <laughs> you see two of her Grace's head <laughs> on Venom, you're like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> you're talking about taking you out of the moment. It, yeah, it, like, it would have like, that weird effect on the yeah. side of his face. Yeah, or yeah. Spider Man with his mask off constantly. Yeah, he never wore his mask in that it's third like, one. No. <laughs> Why do you even have a mask? Right. Like, there's no point. Just <laughs> oh, so take it off. Every. Right, that's fine. I remember, like, in, in the third movie, I think I almost stood up and I was like, everybody stop taking off your mask. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. it oh, like you were ju- that guy that I threw popcorn at. It was, like, it was like, uh, like Stallone's Judge Dredd. Yes. He never wore the helmet. Like, he like, he wore the helmet on. twice in the entire movie. That is such yeah. a great deep fried taco, though. I love that movie. I, haven't, I have not remembered I am the law. With Rob Schneider doing the Stallone impression yeah. in the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So coming in at number three, Everything, Everything opened this week. That was the big uh, date night movie this weekend. Uh, well, not as big as Guardians, apparently. Yeah, I was but, like, maybe if but, you're 14. But that was the uh, like romantic date night type movie to uh, counter-program. It's the date night movie to be dropped off. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> My mom said we have to be done by nine. That movie came in at $11 million opening weekend. So that is at 2,800 screens. So it's a pretty wide release. And I do not have a foreign take on it, but it had a $10 million budget. So, you know, eleven million on a ten. That's not a religious movie, right? No, no, okay. just like a. Is, is it based youth? on a book? It's a yeah. It's a basically it's a, a Jonathan Green novel that wasn't written by Jonathan Green. Oh, perfect. It's that kind of a thing. It's, <laughs> it's like the, what was that one that we did that was not a Nicholas Sparks movie? Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. This is like a Fault in Our Stars meets Boy in the Plastic Bubble. <laughs> Oh, Bubble Boy? That was oh a great my. movie. No, Boy in the Plastic oh. Bubble. Travolta <laughs> John Travolta. Like John Travolta. I yes. want to feel the grass under my feet. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so sorry. Moops. Sandy. For moops. No, <laughs> I remember when that was a TV movie event. Oh, that was a, that was a big deal in that movie. Was, yes, he, was. was he a thing when that came out? Yeah, because yeah. he was on... Uh, he had, Mr. He w- Cotter? Yeah, he was yeah. on Welcome... Mr. Welcome, Cotter. He was on Welcome Back, <laughs> yeah, Cotter. I'm, same is, thing. I'm, you knew what I was talking about, Remember Kevin? when they were doing I know. They were gonna <laughs> do a movie of that? Yes. They were, it was going to be... It wasn't going to be like a, like one of the like a black remake yeah oh, it was gonna what? be welcome back cotter it was as gonna, a movie or a show as a, a movie, movie with like was it gonna be with cedric the entertainer is cotter oh, yeah be yeah funny. yeah i like him it was when they were on that they did like a honeymooners reboot mm-hmm. with 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 black people yeah. and there was like a caddyshack one and yeah. there was a caddyshack reboot i mean well there was talk of a caddyshack reboot? no they, i mean they made it it's called oh. like where's your caddy or something or who's your cat who's your caddy who's your caddy yeah. No, they didn't. Yeah. It w- and, and As it a was, movie? I mean, I I don't know that it was like officially a caddy shit. I don't know if they actually credited it or not, but it was like, that was, that's crazy pants. Yeah. Well, it couldn't be any worse than Caddyshack 2. Exactly. I think, mm. I think the best black remake I've ever seen is Death at a Funeral. I would agree. That's really good. I, I think yeah. that's the best one. I mean, they turned that around so fast, which was strange because Death at a Funeral had only been out a year or two and was such a good movie. And then when I went and saw the remake, I'm like, it's basically the same thing. But the, the actors they chose were really good. They were funny. They kept the stuff that really worked from the first one. And yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that remake. That's the best time I've ever seen one that's remade for a demographic. Right. It came out really fast, too, right? Like that that's got, what I'm saying. It was yeah. like a two, it was like yeah, it was really two quick, years quick after. Turnaround. Yeah, really quick. Yeah. So, uh, But anyway, everything 
anything, everything, eleven million on a ten million dollar budget. So we'll see if that hangs around in the next couple weeks. Two thousand seven for who's your caddy? Yeah, it's been yeah. A, god ten years. Yeah. yeah, where's the time go? <laughs> I don't know. Away. Yeah. yeah. So uh, coming in at number four, King. Uh, oh no, it's not. Oh, that's interesting. In week two, I haven't seen King Arthur yet on this uh, box office report, <laughs> but we'll we'll see where that landed. Number four, Snatched. Oh, different guy, Richie. Yeah, title. That's the yes. sequel. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He's uh, he's taking credit for that. <laughs> People are just going to that because they think it's a sequel to my movie. Yeah, yeah so, it is. I'm exactly. still relevant. Where's Brad Pitt? <laughs> Seven point three million dollars, a sixty three percent drop, but still making decent money in week two. Uh, that's sitting at $32 million domestic, another few million foreign. So it's around $30 million on a $42 million. So it, it definitely is not making as I'm, much as... I'm glad somebody else didn't like that last stand-up special. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, it was not very good. No, it wasn't. No, I... And I'm not a hater. Like no, I, I, think she, I think she is funny. Yeah. yeah. But oh. I just watched the Louis C.K. one. Yeah, I haven't seen that it's one yet. It's great. It's perfect. It's, I mean, if you like Louis C.K., yeah, he has no boundaries, does he? No, man. When you see him come out, that this new special that Louis C.K. did, and I've he, seen his other stuff, but he just comes out swinging like he is not afraid. He to comes say out swinging anything. with a hatchet. Yes, he <laughs> is. He will say anything about anybody, and he just does not care. And, no. and you can tell the audience is uncomfortable. Like he, and he's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. The opening skit is uh, yeah, the, what's skit? his first? I won't say skit. What's his about, first joke about abortion? Yeah, like and he just comes out. He's for it, but then he's like. But like what he's saying is like you're okay. It's obviously a joke, but it's yeah. He says it like right off the bat, and the whole crowd just is like, you can tell it's uh, like where what? are we going from here? Yeah. <laughs> Man, he is uh, yeah. He is not afraid to say anything. So anyway, snatched is around thirty on a forty-two million dollar budget. So they really had a disappointing opening, and the word of mouth was really bad on it. So we'll have to see if it makes its money back. I I thought coming in at number four, making another seven million would be a good thing, but I forgot how bad it opened. Probably have a life yeah. on DVD. So, oh, I'm sure. I mean, monster. as yeah, most comedies tend to do. So that might be where it has to make. I was Goldie Hawn. She was fine. They didn't yeah. get. I don't really feel like she got a whole lot to do. She's in the movie a lot, sure. but it. I just didn't think that it was. It wasn't a very meaty part. I've been her. on a bit of a Russell, Kurt Russell kick recently, and I watched Overboard. Man. That movie is great. Overboard <laughs> sequel. We need a. Uh, I would. I would. I would watch that. Wouldn't movie. that be fun? I if really they got do. Back together. And and I think that would be great. I want that. That putt putt course. Oh, I don't blame you. Golf course. I'm like, why has anybody made that? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great idea. <laughs> so. Copyright real spoilers. Yeah. Wait, can we try? I think I don't think we can copyright <laughs> movie that's okay. copyright's idea. Yeah. Well, statute so of limitations. Start calling you so lame. <laughs> <laughs> my sister, my sister goes, "Can I unfollow real spoilers?" And I was like, "No, why?" And she was like, "Didn't that guy take over?" And I'm like, "That was a joke." And she <laughs> was like, "Thought it was yeah. real." She was like, "What, really?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was no. April Fools, man. Like nobody, no, we are still running real spoilers." She's like, "Oh, all right, I guess I'll leave it." Like, Thanks. So gullibility runs in the family. It totally does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. carried down to the other ones too. So, real quickly, speaking of listeners, since you brought up Lane. Does anyone remember Disneyland Matt? I do I remember. I yeah. just was thinking about him the other day, and I know it had been a long time, like a few months ago or whatever, when we mentioned it last that it's been a long time, but I heard that he found a hand-drawn map, <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he now goes by Disneyland Matt. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I You know, it, it was so fun. I, I loved every week making a new job for him at the theme park, <laughs> and I it just, it's, I, I miss doing that, you know, or I mean, hearing it from you, Tom, and, and so I was just thinking about him the other day like 
I, I guess he doesn't listen anymore, but Disneyland Matt, if you listen, just send us a message. Let us know you're okay, at least. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Or somebody that knows Disneyland yeah. Matt, yes. let us know he's okay. Hope he's doing well. So uh, enjoy that map. One money. of the original League of Show Shares. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Number five, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul, opened this weekend to $7.2 million. Tom, did you see this one? No. How many of these are there? This this is the the fourth, fourth, I believe. Man. They rebooted it, though. Oh, they did? I don't know if it's a sequel or a reboot, but it's it's, it's been completely recast. Oh, okay. I've been waiting for the reboot of this series. Thank goodness. Well, I mean, they kind of have to. I mean, the the entire series, there's like 10 of these books now. They all take place in middle school. One grade. And so it's like, you know, in middle school, that's when kids hit their growth spurt the most noticeably. So you really have a pretty short window in which to make sequels. (laughs) Well, tell that to. Uh, Sam Raimi and Tom even choir. Did he go um, to college? He went to college in two, right? They yeah, they go to they technically. Leave. Oh yeah, because they meet Kirk Connors. Yeah, yeah, that never pays off anywhere ever. Actually, it's funny. Like so, Bella reads uh, the Captain Underpants books. Yeah, and now that movie's coming out mm-hmm. this yeah. summer. Ed Helm is the teacher. Yeah, the it's uh, Tom Middleditch and uh, Kevin Hart are the two kids. But I was like animated. Yeah. Like you know, you can you because right. there there's like fifteen or sixteen of those books, so if if it's a if it's a hit, it's a yeah, popular book got, series. Yeah. I think, I think we'll the, make money. I think the problem with doing Diary of a Wimpy Kid is an animated movie because the the books are like a mixture of of like written word. I hesitate to say prose. That seems a little <laughs> a little high minded for Diary of a Wimpy Kid, but uh and and drawings but yeah. the but the premise is that it's a diary and uh and that the kid is drawing things too that's like crude sketches and so the, too, right? the drawings are, are pretty crude oh, stick figures I see, I see. so to take so if you to take that and animate it if you're going to make an animated movie it, it would need to look like those drawings but yeah. i think an entire movie of those drawings would w- be a little would be a bit overkill that's pretty th- true 3d stick figures right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. just stretching out like one limb <laughs> well i was the- thinking you could bookend it where the kid is like you right. could drift in and out like yeah. uh um like was uh, what was never, that jack lemon movie oh, i was like the never oh where he's the uh, he's a That's he's a cartoon cartoonist. Yeah, it was um, based on a Thurber. I was thinking, my head went straight to Walter like Mitty, and that wasn't. That he was would Andy draw, K. and then the drawings would come to uh, life. Yeah. What like, was the what was the Peter Falk one and Ben Savage? The Princess, Princess Bride? Bride. Yeah, I was. I don't know why I was. What That's was the Fred, ne- Savage. Fred, Fred Savage? Fred Savage. Sorry, yeah. What yeah. was the Neverending Story? Was that Jonathan Brandis in the Neverending Story where mm-hmm. he's reading the book? I, I don't think so. Maybe it's two. Maybe he's in two. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, the same so, where it's like they they drifted yeah. out of the story. But yeah, back. so they they ended up doing they recast everybody and and like I said, I don't I don't know if it's starting over or, or if they're forward. just like yeah, they grow up, we got to move on. <laughs> so yeah, uh, they're we're not Harry Potter. Yeah, and there is a review of both everything, everything, and the Diary of a Wimpy Kid on ReviewSTL.com. So oh, if you do nice. want to read the same writer, actually, Brad wrote. I was like, what both. poor sucker did you get to see everything, everything? Well, he wanted to see he wanted <laughs> yeah. to see that one, but Diary of a Wimpy Kid was kind of like a take one for the team, buddy. So he uh, he wrote the review on those two. So check those out if you want. Number six, King Arthur: Legend of the Snore. <laughs> dropped in in week two to number six with six point five million, a fifty eight percent drop from a an abysmal opening. Anyway, twenty six million dollars domestic, thirty five million foreign. So can't even be saved overseas. That brings it to a total of not quite sixty million on a one hundred and seventy five million dollar budget, I, and it doesn't even deserve that much money. Honestly, no. I it's a shame because that is like I love the story of King Arthur. 
like oh, well, in then, general. Too yeah. bad nobody. Yeah, who I made know. The movie did. That's I'm. The story it's, is it's a shame that we'll like. It's been so long since we've gotten a a good King Arthur movie. Like thirty five years. Yeah, I yet. like Excalibur. I dig Camelot is mm-hmm. good and Sword in the Stone. You don't like musicals. You like Camelot. I mean, it's tough because it's King Arthur. Yeah, you know, like I can I can kind of. Honestly, Deal with it Monty Python and the Holy Grail is a better example of a King Arthur movie than this movie. <laughs> it's more faithful. <laughs> that's, it, that's true. What I mean. yeah. it, literally, <laughs> it is more realistic. What's but, the one with uh, Sean Connery and Richard Gere? Oh, First Night. Yeah. That's not a bad one either. That's mm-hmm. all right. It's <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, King Arthur failing miserably and just doesn't even. I I would like to have seen that make like four. Can they pull dollars. him off Aladdin? Like, is that even a thing that could? Like, if he's his, I bet Disney can do that. Well, they did. They they uh, parted ways with uh, what's his face from Fantastic right? Four. Yeah, but oh, that's they true. weren't. And his, Edgar Wright. I mean, that's Marvel. Yeah, but I but feel like that was more. He was amicable, tied into yeah. it, but they weren't. No, as, that was not amicable. I don't think they, they were. Edgar Wright did but not. They were in pre-production. That, no. Yeah, of of. Uh, but I don't think they're going to pull him off because he put out one movie that underperformed. Didn't he have? Oh, did he have two back to back? What was the one? Well, he did? the Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle, but that but it did okay. Oh, I did all right. That's and right. it wasn't a bad movie. No, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, ultimately, they didn't get rid of that guy from Fantastic Four because Fantastic Four underperformed. They, he was crazy. They got rid of him because he was crazy yeah. and he yeah. was being an an asshole. Still, and have never heard from Josh. Trank, you, so I don't think you ever will. He was a liability. Yeah. Like yeah, they, they could sure. see. Like they're like this guy. What was he doing? The Boba Fett one. Even if they were no, he was doing Han Solo three. No, he was doing one of the spinoffs. He was I don't because Ryan, was jo- he? Ryan I thought he was doing, doing no Ryan, I Ryan was Johnson doing... was doing eight and nine. Mm-hmm. He was already locked in for eight and nine. Like Colin Trevorrow is doing nine. Oh, okay. So those three, he had a uh, so Ab- they, Abrams, they a okay. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and Colin Trevorrow were all locked in. Yeah, for they were all wow. locked in. It was a uh, it was Fett check because I think he had the Boba Fett movie, but I, I, which was never announced though. I think it was. It was part and of he, the. This was at the time when he, he had, was he was doing a spin. It was an un, okay. untitled spin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they saw that just his even if they were gonna gonna get a solid movie out of him, he just it was gonna be too much work. His, he's yeah. I mean, yeah. He, there's too much cleanup that you have to do with his his <laughs> Twitter feed. Yeah. No. I mean, well, it's like when you have somebody who's in a fairly you know high position. Uh, and and just goes to Twitter and you can't control him. I mean, what do you? I do? can see doing that maybe on like you, you elect f- him president. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> zing. <laughs> uh, I could see maybe going on that Twitter rant at, on maybe your fifth or sixth movie. Yeah, but not your second. Yeah, and you're, no. you know like. So yeah, that would have that that was a good move by them to let him go. Yeah, and, and I think he is a competent filmmaker. It's just unfortunately you got to play the game. And yeah, yeah you're, when you're Spielberg, which Spielberg would never do that. But what I'm saying is, if he wanted to complain about something, he could do it. Right? Spielberg but, wouldn't have to complain. He's just like, I'm going to change. Well, that. He is the and man. That's what like, I'm saying. Oh, okay, that's he, w- fine. he wouldn't. But what I mean is that if you're Scorsese, right. if you're someone that's established, you're allowed to complain about a studio meddling. You, if it's your second movie and it's your first big one, right. uh, yeah, you're not can't say anything it, choose your battles right sure it's silly choose your battles yeah. there were parts of that movie he got butthurt that i like i liked the idea of where he was going yeah like the crazy horror sci-fi fantastic four josh trank his cut may have been great 
Like, I'm not oh. saying what he said is even false, but you can't oh, do that. That's right. I his, forgot that. What he said is that his cut of the movie would have performed better, would have made more money, wouldn't have been critically lambasted. Yeah. He was butthurt. He, do, he was defending his version of the movie over the studio, and he, he messed with the wrong people. You can't well, do Well, I think, so yeah, so he, the, the producer on... Ken Berg. Is that Simon who it was? Kinberg, yeah. yeah, Simon Kinsberg. Mm-hmm. He's the one also on Star all... Wars, right? Yes, yes. And that's what he is. Simon Kinsberg is involved with all the Fox Marvel stuff, all the X Men stuff, and Star Wars. Yeah. And he's a huge producer. So yeah. he's your boss. And when it's your second day on the job, right. so to speak, you don't tell the boss to go, go after screw yourself. himself, right? Yeah. Or he says, okay, well. That's hey, fine. Yeah. You can go sit <laughs> yeah. you know, have fun on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Josh Shrank is this generation's Troy Donahue. I don't know what that means. Exactly. <laughs> he, was, he was the director of uh, Boondock Saints. Oh. Oh. Or what about the guy that directed American History X? I'm trying to remember his That's name. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. Same thing. That's a good it was, point. They, they, he never like, made another movie after They were that. like, you know, Donahue, he just, his ego got so big that they- he, Did he come back for two? Yeah, but I mean, it was a long way back. But yeah, And the guy who did American History X, which, oh, I got it in front of me because I can't remember that guy's yeah. name. I was like, he he- yeah, just blew up his career. Yeah, which mm. is unfortunate. And like, that's a good movie, but he fought. That's a with, really good movie. He, he fought with Norton, and he just was was hard to work with. And well, so Tony K. Okay, so here's the thing. And he right? regrets it. He, yes, yeah. he does. He, is he hard to work with, or is Ed Norton hard to work with? But you have to pick your battles. That's, I agree. That's the problem. But here's the thing. I totally agree. Is that Tony K? If he wouldn't have said anything, yeah, yeah, everybody. I mean, because. By and large, most people agreed that movie was good. Movie's and really if it's Ed good. Norton's doing, then yep. okay. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, American I mean, I would History love to X see, was great. I, yeah. I'm a big fan so of So I'd love yeah. to see you know, Tony K, though. He he complained about it. Yeah. And it's it like, the well, last, the last it wasn't good. his cut. And it's like, well, I mean, I'd certainly like to see it. Yeah. And I, I think with some maturity, he may have been able to even sure. achieve that eventually coming out. Yeah, sure. But he just had a he big bummer right off the bat and it, it, it is the same thing he's it's never josh, made another movie that was, he, that was the last good edward furlong movie yeah josh <laughs> josh trank it, it's the same situation where they, they people they've shot themselves in the foot and it's like yeah. if you keep quiet play the game you got to get over your hubris and and you just have to you need to be a grown-up yeah that's what it is yeah. Yeah. like sometimes things you don't get what you want in this world your boss is yes. gonna piss you off and you hold your tongue and yeah. you move on and you and you get your second bite of that app. right absolutely it's called being a grown-up exactly could have done it if he kept his mouth shut and for the record the man from uncle made worldwide 109 on a 75 million dollar budget oh, so that right. did not make money that's oh, not that's that not factor in marketing no. oh that's true yeah. oh point. absolutely yeah. no ticket sales you only get yeah. about 50 yeah. percent I mean, it was a lean with a with, pretty lean hey budget. remember how charming henry cavill was in that movie yeah, yeah. so <laughs> never see so, that again. i mean this movie probably lost i bet they wrote off over 100 million on it so that's there two in a row the guy richie for that movie too it's also one that should have and I'll say it again. Should have come out in the nineties. Yeah, when they were yeah, when they were all of the, yeah, it's a long yeah. wait. You know. that movie. But I'm just saying that's two movies for Warner that Guy Ritchie has lost a ton of money for them. So if if he got kicked off Aladdin, I'm not saying he will, but I would not be surprised. And after seeing this, I am also worried. It, not only are those two movies that lost money, but those are two movies that were clearly intended to Absolutely. be franchise builders. Yes. yes. Well, yeah. they wanted another Sherlock Holmes. Right. That's what they wanted. Yeah. So well, also Charlie Hunnam sucks. Thank you. That's he, what I'm saying. Like, he like, is a he's charisma not, vacuum. He's not a good actor. That's what uh, I'm saying. Is no, I totally when I heard you say, I was "Thank like, you." Yeah, I, I wish I, so. Yeah, because I, I know. I, you, I, I same deal. I got through about five episodes of the first season of Sons of Anarchy. I was like, "This is boring." I, like Ron Perlman's the only good part about this show. Yeah, he's and, he's amazing. But it's like women like Charlie Hunnam. 
He can't act his way out of a paper and bag. Some men. And well, some that's men. fine. Yeah, but but it's like you know, I mean, he's terrible. Can you? Yeah, I was trying to get these guys. I'm like, what's the good Charlie Hunnam movie? There isn't one, right? You, there's. You I would, would say Pacific Rim, but it's not because of him, right? I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed Pacific Rim immensely for its just big he's monster good. movie. Type. He was he uh, he was like a a bit character on Undeclared. It was like a, it was the 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 bat the yeah the next show from um, yeah, Judd Apatow. Judd, well, it wasn't Judd. Judd oh, Apatow that's true. Produced it. Was it Paul it Feig? Was Paul Feig. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like the British transfer student in that with well. Rogan, and, and that's the only. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, was he, was he the pretty boy? Yeah, the character him. on that show. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that was a good show. That was a good show. One season, one yeah. and done. So King Arthur losing a ton of money. Um, good. Number seven, <laughs> The Fate of the Furious. Talk about a movie that is not losing a lot of money. The Fate of the Furious made another $3 million in week six, which is only a 44% drop. $219 domestic. But Joe, yes. guess foreign how much money oh, Fate man. of the Furious has made. Overseas? He- a billion. Uh, what that would be foreign. Yeah. I mean, oh, I guess there are some foreign countries that right? aren't overseas. Thank you. So if you want to, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you want to factor out the Western Hemisphere well, and then, then calculate its foreign well, total, Canada. we won't stop well, no. you. Well, then he's wrong. So no, I want, I want not overseas. Want, oh, okay. So just, I want overseas. Just, drivable. Plus, I want, <laughs> I want overseas plus Canada and Mexico. Uh, Please go. A billion dollars. What about South America? No, but I don't want that one. Okay. <laughs> but then I want you to tell out. me that separately, and then we'll add them at the. End. That's what I think. I think I made a billion dollars. Nine hundred and eighty million dollars overseas. Do you know why they brought Kurt Russell into that movie? Why? He was going to be Paul Walker's dad. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the they were supposed to be like he's an FBI in the agent. Script, he was Paul Walker's dad. Yeah. Yeah, I read. Then, about oh, that's that was going to be a big reveal. Yeah. Oh, so gotcha. Scott Eastwood then, took over the. Paul Walker-esque role. There kinda... was a cut scene. There was an after credit sequence on this one starring The Rock and Jason Statham. And Vin Diesel said, cut it. Yeah. Don't put it in the movie. So you read the same article I did because yeah. both those things were in the article. Yeah. yeah. He said, don't you, dare, they, don't you dare put that in this movie. They distributed they the entire movie worldwide. They distributed with a Rock and Statham cut scene. And Vin Diesel made them recall every digital copy, take the cut scene out, and re-put them yep. out. That wow, yeah. yeah, he would not let there be a cutscene with those two. And I, I guess I didn't realize he had that much pull on those movies. That, that's Where what I'm could, saying. You can't just get rid of him. Like he is, he's, he is engraved into these. Movies. Maybe, maybe they'll is, do like they didn't two, and or three, where he just shows up at the end. I don't, yeah, he, you can be his in it ego for about at this point. Seconds. I'm telling you, it's gonna. Uh, he's gonna have to leave on his own will, which I hope. Which like, will be in two he, movies. <laughs> he says, yeah, but I bet you he still has some sort of financial yeah. tie to oh, it. Sure, you know, absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that is very interesting. Yeah. But I like the idea of him being Paul Walker's dad. Like that's kind of cool. That would have been, been, cool been a good. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would have been good. So one point two billion dollars in what six weeks? One point two billion. Crazy. That's crazy. Could you, I mean, seriously, I saw. I Dan, you've never seen these movies. Nope. Tom, <laughs> where'd you jump on four? Uh, when the no. cast came back, the main cast came back. What was the driving one through they, tunnels in driving Mexico, through tunnels whatever. in Mexico? Yeah, then that's where okay. I came in. So I saw I've the original. Since one. I saw the original in theaters. Did you? Oh yeah. Okay. So when I saw this movie, and I loved Point Break at the time, so I'm like, oh, it's Point Break with car racing. Well, we've mentioned that it's. Clearly, that's what it is. I'm like, oh, this is fun. And I was in the time I was in high school or middle school. So I'm like, oh, cool cars. You know, you're into that when you're a kid. I was a senior in high school. <laughs> yeah. So so I was like, and I was maybe a freshman, whatever. So so I'm like, okay, cool. Car racing. It's got the point break story. I'm like, wow, what a fun little movie. Never, ever, <laughs> ever in my wildest dreams would I have imagined. I never would have thought $1.2 billion. An eighth <laughs> entry into 
any into no. any franchise would make one point two billion dollars. Yeah, that's not James Bond. Oh, not that, that's, that's the only one that I could think would even remotely come close to making that kind of money. Yeah, they figured it out. They have they the formula. What? They what? They figured it out. Oh, okay. I've got it. I'm just <laughs> they, but they, have you figured it out? <laughs> hey, I didn't. Uh, they they have the formula down. They know how to make money. Yeah, they, for sure. The formula actually uses hidden figures. <laughs> <laughs> it can be hidden fences. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Racist. So, <laughs> it's it's universal. The cars, the actors, the action. It's universal. And it literally, is universal. Universal. I know. Yeah. That's yeah. the funny part. So that's probably why they're so is good it, at it. Is it, it. They've got so they've got that and Despicable Me. Right. Like those yeah. are their. Jurassic, te- oh Jurassic, and Jurassic, Jurassic World, which that. is going to make, which made a billion, is going to make another billion. Universal's on fire. It, oh man, remember, when they do that crossover with the Fast and Furious and the oh, they've got Godzilla, the Raptors and, driving cars, they've got Godzilla. That's and Universal, the, isn't it? The minions. No, that's Warner. Poof. King Kong and all that's Warner. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, Fate of the Furious, amazing. Would have never even predicted it for this movie, nonetheless, back seven movies ago. No, so hell no. Good for it. They're gonna they're gonna keep coming, and I'm excited for that rock statham. That's uh, that's the only like that's fun. That sounds fun. like fun. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you gonna see? Are you gonna see that one? No. <laughs> you, should see, you, you should, you should see, see, see that one. No. It's the rock. It's the best part oh, of. Oh no! Movie. It's it's just a record. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah. no. oh just on principle. <laughs> I will donate those two hours or that money to something good. Okay. There just, you go. Just to you you know, be a stand-up guy. <laughs> Number eight, the boss baby still hanging around $2.6 million, a 42% drop in week eight, $165 million domestic, $293 million foreign. It is up around $460 million worldwide. Bingo. So that was, that's money right there. And uh, until the next kids movie comes out. Which Coco? That's the one we were trying to think of yeah, last time. That's yeah. the Pixar. Is Coco one. before Cars Three? Oh, I feel like Cars Three is late. Summer. I feel like I feel like Cars Three is in the fall. Or yeah, I Would feel you, like it's later. I think so, but, uh, so I mean, yeah, it obviously is really benefiting from the time of year. They they were smart with the release, and it's getting decent word of mouth. So. Good for that one. Number nine, Beauty and the Beast. Only two weeks before its Blu-ray release, still making money. Two point three million dollars. I mean, you know, making a couple million two weeks before it comes out on home video. I think it's out on digital already. No, no, it's, it's a sim- it's a simultaneous release. Oh, okay. I I looked because I usually they do that, but this is two and a half months after the theatrical release. That's the fastest it, that a movie yeah, is it's, from it's, theater, unless it's like you know, Christmas Story two. Well, it's I like, don't think we can. Yeah, but yeah, came out on Friday we released it on Monday. Right, exactly. <laughs> so no, that I mean that's incredible. But two point three million uh, in week ten, and it comes out on Blu-ray in two weeks. Um, we talked last week. Zootopia was theater to Blu-ray in oh. three months, and so this even undercuts that. Uh, it is made four hundred and ninety-eight million dollars domestic. Then we go overseas, seven hundred and thirteen million. It is up to one point two billion dollars on a one hundred and sixty million dollar budget. My estimate of it making one point five billion I wasn't mean, that far off. You're not. That's right? that's very true. Because I know you guys were thinking around a billion. Yeah, and I said one point sure. five because I'm like Beauty and the Beast was a huge movie, and I you know I know that I overshot it, but it doesn't seem so ridiculous when Price is Right you still lose. True. No, yeah. very true. But I also I predict it will make one dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm also still incredibly impressed that it's a one hundred and sixty million dollar budget for for a you know for a big Disney production with a lot of practical sets. They filmed on pine wood on like sixteen lots. You know, I, I, costumes, all that stuff. 
160 is very conservative, I think, and a $1.2 billion return. That's amazing. Yeah, I think you just find, I mean, 160 for these remakes. I figure like one, I don't know, maybe like 150 to 170, depending on which one you're doing. Well, that's a lot of money still. If it makes a billion, fine. But sure, the yeah, problem yeah. is 175 on King Arthur. Oh, no. That's and it a, makes $50 million. Yeah. <laughs> that's, ooh, yikes. And rounding out the top 10, how to be a Latin lover. So, Joe, I think you boosted the box office when you were gone last week. Like is that right? Times. Five times. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it's it's uh, still in the top I 10. I didn't realize Zack Snyder directed this movie. <laughs> 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 uh, he had oh. a producer's credit. Ah. Yeah. So that one has made, or that one made $1.7 million, a 56% drop in week four. It is up to $28 million domestic. And did it ever release foreign? No, still nothing foreign. So, um, hovering around $30 million. I don't have a budget on this one, but I don't think it feels like one of those eight to $10 million comedies that actor or, you know, they had their buddies come in and do yeah. little cameo type roles because there's, there's some decent names. Let's like not cops. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There's not big names, but yeah, there well, are comedian money. What's that? That can't make. Yeah, that no, that thing ended up being huge. Sticking around but yeah. forever. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that one is getting. It's the, it's the Rob Cubed cast. Yeah, it is. It's the three <laughs> Robs on the front. But uh, so yeah, about uh, almost thirty million on that one in week four, and that's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Uh, I guess uh, that's it for this episode. Let's go around the table, and everybody can say where to find them. This is Dan. You can find me on Twitter at DanGrainy67, G-R-A-N-E-Y. This is Joe. You can also follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S twenty one. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett or on ReviewSTL.com. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, if you would like to continue the conversation online, you can find us on Twitter at Real Spoilers or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. You can also join the League of Show Sharers while you're there or share an episode with a friend or loved one. Or join the Fantasy Movie League. Or join the Fantasy Movie League. I saw that. Uh, you can also uh, find us on iTunes where you can rate, review, subscribe, and all that fancy stuff. So uh, that's it for this episode. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle Alien Covenant, which is rough because they're very tough and they look like they might be a little slimy. <laughs> they're a gooey. little. Hard to, get a, hard to get a grip on. They're gooey. Yeah. yeah. Gooey. So, uh, so that is what you have to look forward to. You've been warned. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.